right, welcome back to the Come and Examine podcast and video series. Uh, I'm Nate Hanna, the church administrator here at Barberville Baptist Church, and today we have a newcomer, or an oldcomer, excuse me. Oh dear, not what I meant. Anyway, um, so today we have uh, Pastor Wesley Stevens. He is our outreach pastor here at Barberville Baptist Church. So for today, we are getting back into the uh, the study done called 12 Lies American Evangelicals Believe. Uh, now for today, we are dealing with the eighth lie in this list titled, Extramarital Sex is Not a Sin. So not premarital, not postmarital, extramarital sex is not a sin. Uh, nearly half of Americans questioned uh, admitted that they believe sex outside of what they called traditional marriage is not sinful. So that's a 50% down the line for uh, Americans who did the study. Uh, so Pastor Wes, what does the Bible say uh, regarding this lie, extramarital sex is not a sin? Well, the Bible addresses it. Uh, directly on how God is the maker, the creator uh, of these bodies, and we are not allowed to do with them what we want. If you're talking about the Christians are saying that uh, it's okay to have sex outside of marriage, well, they got the wrong God, because the God of the Bible is, is, is just clear about this. And I would have to add at this time, too, that when that is taking place is that the people just don't know who God is. God is holy, righteous, and just, and he has made uh, marriage to uh, be a, uh, an institution for uh, your, your sexual partner, meaning your wife, uh, uh, for in that uh, household, in your room. And so outside of that, everything is an idol that uh, people do not, understand who God is in the sense of uh, he made these bodies for that uh, to honor him and if we have the uh, we have the spirit of God in us right and we don't we're not convicted about this it tells a bunch about who we are because the uh, uh, again the Bible's very clear Paul tells us clearly because I told you once before and I tell you again those that do these things such as fornication mm-hmm. right sex outside of marriage will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just scripture after scripture. Jesus goes a step further and says, if you look upon another person, you commit adultery already. And so, and all the way back in Exodus 20, it gives us the command, thou shalt not commit adultery. And so it's the God that sets the standard, uh, the God of the Bible sets the standard for us. And what we have done is, well, we know not God uh, in that. But I would have to add this right here. Every uh, sexual thing that had happened prior to a marriage, uh, that marriage will suffer because of that. Okay. Uh, it, it's uh, something that uh, it's just that had happened, but it also it will uh, it does damage further than what we actually are thinking about at the time. And at the time, we're probably not thinking about that, mm-hmm. you know. But the uh, the people. Um, they're not the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is the standard. He gives us what holiness looks like. Uh, and if we love him and the person that uh, uh, of having this sex outside of marriage and everything, uh, if the love is, in, uh, is there, they won't have that. They will guard okay. themselves from that. I mean, the love for Christ. 
you know, they may love this person, you know, but the love of Christ is a much higher than that. And mm-hmm. he is the one that we want to be pleasing to, mm-hmm. you know. And so it goes back to the point of not knowing who God is. Uh, and why he? Why would he institute that? He gives us many descriptions on. Uh, he is the uh, we're the bride, uh, and and he he is the groom, mm-hmm. and he is uh, the head of the church. And so, in regards to that, we are committed to him. Mm-hmm. And if we get outside of that, we commit adultery, uh, even mm-hmm. in our thinking. And so, uh, Jesus brings the the church uh, as in the being the bride. Um, and how that constitutes uh, the the marriage and everything's the foundation, which comes out of the Word of God. There's so many scriptures. I don't want to sit here and read scriptures about that, but there's so many that directly ties into that. And again, uh, thinking about the courtroom of God. Nobody's thinking about the courtroom of God, you know, and thinking about that courtroom. We're going to stand before God and give an account for all of these things, including sex outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. All of them, even from anything that you looked at, meaning porn, even, uh, 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 bad thoughts that you shouldn't be have, all of that, we're going to stand before God and give an account. Mm-hmm. And so it's, by any means, if we have a low view of who God is, it's going to act out in our lives. Right. And oftentimes we'll uh, give it a demonstration like a thermostat, being in heat and air conditioning <laughs> <laughs> business. We can't adjust the dial. What I mean by that is that the Bible is the dial, mm-hmm. and the dial cannot be adjusted. But when we say this is okay, whether it be sex or whatever whatever else it may be, when we start adjusting the dial, we start creating an idol. Oh, okay. And either way, if you adjust it to the left, adjust it to the right to make your uh, desires to come uh, to be a reality for you and think that God's okay with it, when His Word is explicit about it, Mm-hmm. You have just made an idol. I see. Okay. And God will take no part of that. Right. You know, so. Okay, thank you for that. Did, did you have any other texts that you were going to pull for that? I have several, really, when you think about um, this right here we have in uh, Matthew 5, I think I've already read. No, listen to this right here. Thank you for a minute. If we are lovers of Christ. Right. Right, and Matthew five gives us this de- demonstration. If your right eye causes you to sin, mm-hmm. and the right eye causes you to look upon another person, lust after them, causes you to sin, the radical repentance of this is to pluck it out. Mm-hmm. Right, so the the level of urgency is here in the sense that we're not going to be plucking our eyeballs out, but that's how serious it is. Right. And going into contact was even more. But Jesus labels it here, right? Well, this uh, scripture in the Bible labels it is that it's much more than that. It's beyond that. Uh, it's the way that we look uh, at uh, people and, uh, and then, then feed that sensation and go further and therefore create and commit this very uh, act of adultery, idolatry, right. you know. Oh, okay. I said it right the first time. It, it, adultery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, adultery is idolatry. Don't you worry yeah. about that. All right. Well, uh, this is true. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it really comes back for the Christian if the label is there for the Christian. I know the world thinks their way, mm-hmm. right? When I was in the world, I thought like, a, thought like a Roman. I acted like a Roman, right? But now that I'm not a Roman, 
anymore. I'm a child of God. Everything changes. Right. And if it's not changing, if my guiding uh, conscience is not to honor him, uh, something's broke. Mm-hmm. You know, and it goes back to the part of who who is this God? Mm-hmm. He has the rule over our bodies. Right. So, 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 would you say uh, even if if someone was first coming to this uh, this particular issue that they're trying to parse out what Scripture says about it, um, uh, would you say it's um, it's clear e- even from the the first book, e- even from Genesis? Sure. Where, where, um, where yeah, could, could could you unpack that just a little bit? What what uh, Genesis would even say about? This? Well, when you think about Genesis, when in the first marriage that we have, we talk about uh, uh, Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Right, it was a sanctified marriage union, a covenant that was made. It grows in that throughout the Old Testament, uh, uh, in the sense of uh, it's the picture of Christ uh, and how He loved His sheep, uh, his, his children, right? And He wants the best for His children. And so, if the the marriage is uh, founded from the beginning, from the beginning in Genesis on what that looks like. We are become one flesh. Mm-hmm. And so in that one flesh, it is the one union that we have, not only with our spouse, but with Christ most of all, Him being uh, our groom and we being the bride. And so everything, uh, it gets broke outside of that when we start uh, thinking, well, God won't mind if I do this or, I, or if I do that. I see. Now, I'm, I, I am responding to this right here in a biblical way because I, that's the way that I think. This is why I can't really respond to the world because Roman people are going to act like Romans. Mm-hmm. You know, people from Rome are going to act like Romans. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I can't help that. When I was not a child of God, I acted like a Roman as well. And all those that uh, are outside of Christ... And so that regards goes back to this, is that if Jesus thinks so highly of his church, that he would die for our church, die for his church, Mm -hmm. that we should really consider what that union is between him and the bride and the dowry that he put down and the redemption that he made for us. And how are we to be pleasing to him is to be pleasing to his word mm-hmm. uh, in the sense of being obedient to his word, being guided by the Holy Spirit. One thing I will say this is that if you have the Holy Spirit of truth in you, he doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. He never will lie. And that's the, the goodness that we can always count on is that we won't open up the Bible and go to a different text. Oh, well, it means this today. Uh, But no, it's it's the text upon text upon text that drives Mm -hmm. that home, is that um, this God is pure, holy, and right. And this is the one that we'll give an account to. And it doesn't matter what I think. Mm -hmm. right? The Bible says it, and that settles it. And that should be our driving force. Right. This, this is definitely an issue that um, we shouldn't be taking lightly. Right. Because we're talking about the holiness of God here, and that's not something to mess with. Right. right. Well, just like the text that we have, they're coming, just coming to final judgment. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't want uh, to, it's not a, a scary, it's shit scary uh, in one uh, sense, but even the people of God will be standing before this judge, this righteous judge. Right. 
and give an account. And we need to make sure that we keep that courtroom in our in our mind, in our life, that we may understand him coming in his glory and all the uh, the weight of his majesty coming with him. I just can't imagine getting to, getting to glory and not have anything to cast at my Savior's feet. I'm not trying to get off guard a little uh, with that, no, but no. It, it's, it's, it's being a lover of Christ above all things. Mm-hmm. And Christ steps it up even further when he tells the the husbands to love your wife as Christ loved the church. That is so huge. And so heavy is that we um, that's going to conform everything. How am I treating my wife in this area? And it has to do with everything that we've talked about thus far about not just in the sexual part there, but also in all of the union of a marriage is a sacred unity uh, before God. He's ordained it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, th- thank you very much, Pastor Wes, for that much needed reminder. Um, I-, I think I think that's it for today. Thank you very much for being on, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.